Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the second volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40K's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Ryan Laplante and players Tom McGee as Interrogator Nero Abagnale, Laura Elizabeth as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt as Seth Corbin, and Del Borovic as Sister Rolien Mina. My report shows that after Warden and Jacinta narrowly escaped the Skull Shield attack in retaliation, the Inquisitorial Band was immediately forced to fight as fire rained down on Rancid and the House leaders. Who orchestrated such a coordinated and brazen assassination attempt, and more immediately, will Piper's disguise fool Bane's representative long enough to win the heist? Find out next, in this episode of The Valentine Heresy. From a recorded conversation with Fabius Bile. Yes, I know our allies are dead. You seem surprised by my lack of concern. Allies are only useful as long as they serve my plan, and their loss is only to be mourned if it harms my work. Vengeance is for fools. I never care who did the killing, only that it was done. That is a luxury that Fabius Bile has with Fabius Bile's plans in Fabius Bile's life. It is not necessarily the luxury of this inquisitorial band because when people get killed, it matters because sometimes it's you. Uh, and right now, Piper, you are inside uh, a terrifying flesh golem body. Uh, and Vulcan Zygamer, the first officer of the Tears of the Emperor, the second highest ranking figure in the system defense fleet, uh, has just been welcomed through the door. And what none of you expected is the servo skull over his shoulder flew in with him. This, no, it's fine. Piper, what actions are you taking to try to not look like a giant fleshy bag of muscles? Um, I could have planned this. I mean, some. I'm gonna use some psycho shit here because <laughs> good. That would be advisable <laughs> because I need to. Yeah, I I need to not be me i need to be rancid right now <laughs> seth and mina i imagine you are both coming in the door behind to kind of supervise how this meeting goes oh yeah uh seth is prepared to basically kind of kind of explain away or or just lie through his teeth as much as he needs to to kind of both expedite this to get him back out of there and to limit suspicion as best he can. So we, this is definitely something that he wants, a situation that he wants to have control of. So he would he would be in the room. Yeah, so yep. Seth, you'll close the door and kept the party out. Sorry, Olean. Yep, uh, Mina will, she got up from helping and <laughs> prepare the situation, but she will be standing like, right beside and behind Piper, like as a guard, being a guard, like very, and also is like on alert for if anything happens, she's going to protect Piper. Uh, can both of you roll me a cool at difficulty two? 
That's easy. It's not good, but it's easy. It's an easy dice pool. Okay. Uh, two advantages, one failure. Okay. I got two successes. Uh, Seth, you are so caught up in worrying about whether or not Vulcan will be seeing Rancid uh, that you don't notice the servo skull coming in over his shoulder. Mina, because you're looking at this coming towards you, you do spot the servo skull and realize this could be a problem uh, because you've had, what, two successes? Yes. Um, you are aware that this is no longer broadcasting downstairs, okay. but there is a chance that this recording could be found by someone if the servo skull gets out of the room. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So your your kind of assigned task to yourself is figure out what to do with the servo skull that won't freak out Vulcan. Yes. Uh, however, Piper has had time to prepare, knowing that Piper would have to impersonate this governor. Yes. Um. So I am going to use my telepathic abilities to attempt to compel Vulcan to believe that this distorted bag of flesh in front of him is the governor. All right. What do you need to roll for that mechanically? So it's going to be um, a telepathy check. And so just so you know, so the base difficulty of this is easy and I'm adding two because it's compel and I'm adding two difficulty for compulsion. Uh, and both of those difficulty will actually go away because you are in a flesh body. We talked about this previously. That exactly matches the proportion of Rancid. So you will stay okay. at the traditional easy difficulty. Okay. Uh, because of the advantage of the surgery. It's clearly been a hassle in a thousand other ways. But right. this is the one way it's helping you. Okay. Yeah. So basically what this does, compulsion, I can um, compel someone to believe so that something is untrue in narrative encounters for five minutes. Great. Um, I will uh, say uh, also add a setback to this role because okay. uh, you have an injury on you, but no blood because you were bandaged, but there's no yep. sign of bleeding. Uh, and I will use a story point to upgrade one of those difficulty dice. So that's going to be adding then because one's already upgraded because it's a psycho power. So then yep, I'll just so add. Just add a purple. Add a purple. Okay. Yep. Uh, you do have one story point yourself if you wanted to use it. I'm good. All righty. Get to roll? Yeah, let's go for it. Wow. Uh, one advantage. <laughs> but That's, it's not a failure. It's not a failure. Which is interesting. Vulcan and... comes into the room. The door <laughs> closes behind him. And Seth, Piper, and Mina, you all see him stop confused and he's looking <laughs> at piper and he just says who is the blank paced person is this a new kind of haze field <laughs> uh yes <laughs> just I think I think that's part of the distraction from kind of being in his own head about it is just kind of like he just kind of snaps back. It's like doesn't understand the question or would I know what a haze field is? Because I do not know what a haze field is. Um, I don't know if you would. You'd oh, probably okay. be able to put together that it's some because he has a refractor field, as you'd mm -hmm. seen earlier when he left. Uh, you can see the, the circuitry of it hanging on a necklace around his neck. So refractor fields kind of reflect uh, energy or light. 
you would guess based on this, this is all the advantage that was rolled here, but you would guess that he's wondering if this is some kind of blur field or some kind of distortion field to protect the governor. Mina will speak up and say, we of course have extra protections in place considering what happened downstairs. All right, Seth, can you roll me a deception? <laughs> yes. The difficulty will be uh, one red and two purple. Because you are going up against Vulcan Zygamer's thing. I will give you a boost because Mina, in, in, a, in a freak accident of fate, perhaps the Emperor is looking, backed you up smoothly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, can I can I augment this? Yeah, what do you got? Um, so I can uh, try to basically cast inspirational images into the mind of an ally to uh, allow them to add an ability die. Um, so mine would be like, it would basically be uh, trying to give Seth confidence to sell the lie. I would say yeah, even that, uh, what... Why don't we pitch, because I like the confidence, but let's go even deeper into this. Let's have the idea be that Seth, she's actually channeling your subconscious to give you the details in ways you would instinctively be able to fly. So it's just like lying on steroids. It's the equivalent <laughs> of taking Adderall. You just, everything mm. you want to lie about is on the tip of your tongue, okay. um, which Excellent. is a lot of fun. So add an ability die, which is a green. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have, I'm still going to have to roll for it. Oh, let's roll for that so I we think. know if that's coming through or not, because that'll affect this. I'll not add it just yet until we figure out for sure. Um, ah, that's only for for structured just, encounters. Just do so it I can anyways. just oh, just do it anyways. Okay, because I can say I can also just take two strain. Y your pitch was good. Okay. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, what do you want my difficulty to be? It's it's base easy. I, I would just play it easy. Okay. He's in the room. Uh, he's already thinking along these lines, and he's definitely de desperate for help. So I think psychologically he's <laughs> as open as he could be. Okay. Three successes, one advantage. So Bam, you get that help, buddy. Uh, I will Excellent. say you suffer one setback to your role. Uh, actually, two. I think two setbacks, realistically, because you are a part of another heist team, and now it's give the crown to a governor you can't see. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? I, I would like to use a, a story point then. Okay. I'm, I'm, we're just ahead with like positive dice versus negative dice, but I've been burned before. And so <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I would like Good to call. Yeah, do that. Just with the addition of those setback dice, I don't like the look of them. You know what I'm saying? Well, yep. I was fucking confident to roll a go and got one advantage. So yeah, exactly. like, I don't need I a have, story point. <laughs> I have been there before. Um, okay, so I'm ready to roll with this new pool. Let's see what happens. I fucking hate this game. Um, eight. Count them. Eight advantages. Three failures. Ooh. The fuck! I can't. I can't with this game. What? In the grim darkness of the future, oh. there are only advantages. <laughs> Here's how the advantage is going to play out. You can see Vulcan Zygamer take in your words, mistrust your lie, 
but he's so straight up that you can tell he's about to draw his weapons. I'm going to cash in all of your advantage, but you uh, will all have a chance to act before he does. This is the, this is for lack of a better term, this is the Mexican standoff about to go for the guns, but Seth talking and Vulcan pausing for a moment gives you guys the lead. So Seth, I'm going to let you go first because you're the closest. Okay. Seth, in a last Hail Mary gambit, I think is going to kind of very clearly telegraph that he's going to run to, at Vulcan, so that Vulcan sees like he's trying to run, and Seth is going to say, stop him before he puts the crown in the governor's hands. To hopefully play up the ruse that if he puts it in his hands, it's over for us, the other heist team. Okay. Mina, or do you know what? Roll the deception for me, Seth. Okay. This is pretty clever. Um, difficulty will be uh, one yellow, two green, or sorry, one red, two purple. Okay. Um, I, I, it's because I just I take his skills and reverse them to be your yep. difficulty. Yeah. Um, a setback because you're playing an intellectual game with a man drawing weapons, but possible. Um, okay. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Do we have story points? You have one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it and hope that we can just end this Great. in as non-violent a way as possible. I'm gonna use one as well. Okay, so two reds, one purple. Yep. Okay. Okay. I hope it's enough. Three successes. Three successes. Uh Mina. And Piper, you see Vulcan turn towards you instead of Seth. Mina, what do you do? Mina's going to get in front, in between Vulcan and Piper and put her arms out like she's going to try to block and intercept him, but is not drawing a weapon, is not going to attack him, but is just bodily putting herself in between and will try to grab him if he goes around. Piper, you have a split second to to react yourself before Vulcan makes his move. Oh. <laughs> um I'm going to, I would like to try to curse to just put a curse on him. Um which will basically, uh, so mechanically, it'll remove uh, an ability die from him. Okay. And um, I think narratively, uh, I would say uh, kind of the, the curse I put upon, upon him is to question his own instinct. Okay. Yeah. Let's see if this In will this work. Moment. I'm into this. Okay, so it's uh, the base difficulty is average. Okay. If uh, if you're good with that. Um. Yeah, I think. I think I am. He doesn't have any psychic defenses on the scale of things. This is a tense situation, but it would be easy to make the wrong step here. So. Okay. Oh, and do you know? No, I will add one difficulty because he is incredibly logically minded, and if he commits to a path, he's the kind of character who would go for it. So it's more a personality thing than not. Okay. Um, I um, will use a story point to increase one of those die difficulties uh, as well. Okay, I'm. 
I'm going to do the same. Okay. Um, I'm also going to use what's known as corpus conversion, which I can take two wounds to basically draw from like deeper within the warp okay. to increase success. So it, I automatically add one success. Nice. Oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, fuck. You know I'm scared. What? We'll give this to you for free. The warp wound actually appears where the bandages are. So I was going to ask that is, I think Piper is crafty enough to be able to do that. Nice. Okay, rolling. Oh, one success, three advantages, one triumph. Oh. Uh, yes. So, I mean, <laughs> mechanically, he's just removing an ability die from him, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Fuck mechanics. Uh, <laughs> he is racing forwards, about to swing. Uh, his power sword down and through Mina. He was not going to stop just because someone seemed gracious. Until Piper, you can finally feel your compulsion click inside his mind. And you now know if you speak or he sees you, he hears and sees the governor. What do you do? Um, I think I just, I grumble, like, in my most, like, strained, like, old, like, injured man. Uh, just like a stand down, Vulcan. Uh, he freezes in place. The sword is an inch from uh, Sister Mina's neck. And he pauses, and then he rotates the blade in his hand in a swirl and just sheaths it in an incredibly practiced motion, lightning fast, that for anyone else would take fingers off with a power blade. Uh, and he falls down to one knee, and he just says, my apologies, Sir Governor. I believe this was a ruse. And I, you hear, see my hand, like, because I'm basically paralyzed, right? Yes. So I think, like, the, my hand just kind of jerks uh, as much as it can. And... Um, and I just say, uh, what, what's it called? Oh, what's it called? The thing that he has, the, the heist. Crown. Oh, the crown. It's like, and just, and just say, crown here, here. <laughs> Sister, if you'll excuse me, says Vulcan, looking up at you because you are still between him and quote unquote, the governor. She will put her arms down and take a step to the side. Like she was not quaking or anything. She was ready to get nailed down by that guy. So she's just takes a step aside. She's like, oh, of course. Uh, and Vulcan reaches down and takes up the the simple gold crown uh, that is the key to this heist and was the first crown used in the, the history of the artiste system. And he hands it over. He, he holds it out, realizes your hand can't quite move and settles for setting it in your lap, uh, Sir Governor. Right. And then he just holds position. Seth full-on does like a 180 of like, and like cups his head just like, damn! Oh. Stand down, Mina. The heist is over. House Lucian has won. Or House Bane has won. Damn, we were close. I took no pride in this. Uh, he says, rising stoically and very imperiously. He looks like a recruitment poster for the Navy. <laughs> uh, and this was a favor that was called upon. It was not a choice. It was a duty. Well, we have the utmost respect for you and understand. Well played, sir. Yes, very well played. Goodbye. Uh, and he'll just turn <laughs> and begin walking out of the place. 
Mina, Mina. is going to grab for that skull. <laughs> like if she can't, <laughs> just like yeah, we need it. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's do an athletics. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, all right, all right. Athletics to grab it. I'm going to say difficulty three. Not that it's hard to grab, but it would have instinctively followed him. So you're grabbing it like the snitch as it tries to fly away from yes, you. So we need yes. to know if you can grab that. Okay. Are there any story points? Uh, there are. You, you you have one. All right. I will take one. All righty. Okay. Thankfully, athletics is brawn. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Did you want to uh, add anything else? Uh, no, I think it's this is three, three difficulty. Yeah, three difficulty yeah. is where I, that's where I've added my stuff. So that's, that's good for me. Cause I, okay. it's not really a question. It's not dodging. It's, it's just, are you, do you get a big enough jump Yep. yep to yep. catch the moving thing? Okay. So here we go. Two successes, four advantages. Uh, you catch it. And the advantage just means he does not notice. Vulcan just Perfect. walks out the door, closes it beside, beside behind himself yeah. and you are clear. So you have successfully claimed the governor's crown. And not even two heartbeats later, Chasener, Bo-Katan, and Nero both enter the room knowing where it is. Uh, and the party have achieved their goal of claiming the crown, but now it's time to figure out what's coming next. Uh, Bo-Katan, uh, Nero, when you were brought up, Bo-Katan had another wave of enforcers arrive. So downstairs, things are locked down in a safe way. There's no chance of anyone overpowering the right. Arvides, and they're never going to break the rules of the Inquisition. Everything you've seen of Bo-Katan, like there's been no corruption. He's been stoic and by the law the whole way. You knew when you came to the system, there's not like a history of corruption in that organization. That's why they're not that powerful, but this is literally what they were made for. So Bo-Katan will, he, he steps to the center of the group of you, Looks Piper up and down, but doesn't know it's Piper. Just sees like a gross fleshy person. And he goes, well, I guess the fucking body double quality is going around around here. Not very good, but uh, here's the deal. I got everything locked down. We can only do that for a little while. So you all got to figure out who's trying to kill the governor. I guess we'll park this. He says to Piper, I don't know, here in case. Maybe we could put it in his bedroom, but I need you to interview whoever you need. I got everything laid out. You're going to be able to do it. Here's a slate. It'll tell you where everybody is, but you don't got much time. So figure out what the fuck's going on and shut it down. I'll be here if you need anything, but I got to go watch my boys. Uh, and he will exit. So you now have a chance to review what you see on the slate that I imagine all of you would share this information. Uh, there are a number of figures that are important in this case. Uh, the prisoners are in interrogation cells. They're one floor down from here. Uh, there is also a freezer for the governor's kitchen, which is currently being used as an impromptu morgue where the dead people are. Uh, and in the storage room next to it are where the weapons that have been taken from the assassins are being kept. Currently up here, Rancid is in the surgical suite. There are a number of other medical suites attached where you can find uh, the other injured house leaders, which is Krungus Marcus uh, and Lucia Bain. Uh, and Gazzy are all receiving medical treatment in those rooms. Uh, they've already been deemed stable. So they're, they're out of it. You're not surprised with the amount of physical augmentation that they have, that they would be kind of patch them up and they're good to go. Uh, and that is the situation. So mechanically, what I will say to you for the interrogations of this is the enforcers are here. They're policing people back and forth. You could have any of the house leaders who are up on this level brought down to interrogation rooms. There's enough to, to keep everybody separately. Right now, Roberto Vance is in an interrogation room 
on uh, Seth's order, who sent him up because he's the only house leader who was not injured, which is a weird question mark unto itself. Uh, you will get three rounds to your interrogations to try to solve this mystery. You can all go to the same place or different places. You can interrogate whoever you should so please. The idea is each of you gets one action, but I'm also happy to have that be you go around and do those things together. This isn't a world of like, oh, Mina has to go do an interrogation. Uh, and what we will say is Ignatius Ironforth has come up to help with the weapons. So if anyone wants to go look at the weapon storage, there'll be an expert there who can help walk them through that. Uh, and Invictus is in with the bodies. And he has access to the inquisitorial files on those. So if you want to look at the dead rather than trying to chat with the living, that's also an option. Uh, the question for all of you now is, in this, we could say, preliminary round of interrogations and fact-finding about what has happened this night, what do you want to do? And what do you want to do with the crown you've now collected? Yeah. Seth will pick up and pocket the crown into his long coat so it's hidden from view. Mina would come over to Seth with the servo skull and say, do you want the information in this or should I crush it? Crush it. <laughs> Smash. Yeah, I'll give you that one for free. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <sighs> well, this evening has been much more eventful than I was anticipating. I understand that the dead are being kept in the kitchen, in the freezer. There's a morgue being developed there, and I would like to investigate the bodies of the assailants. I mean, that seems like a reasonable kind of course of action uh, to me there, Seth. Um, I do want to make sure, though, that we're not losing sight of what we're actually here to do. You know, the... Uh, these regional politics, they're, uh, they're impressive, they're flashy. I understand, you know, we're, we're making friends, we're wheeling, we're dealing, but if we can't find the Homo Novus, then we and uh, pretty well everyone else, as I understand it, is fucked. Yes. So, sure, let's go look at some bodies, but we've got to make sure we got all of our blood samples down. Um, Ryan, if I'm not mistaken, Vance is the last remaining blood Correct. we don't have. Um, so uh, I'm going to just throw out to the group. Um, Nero will just be like, uh, uh, again, I, I appreciate there's some other things at work here. And uh, we're outnumbered, we're outgunned. And if we don't solve this, we are in, in uh, a different kind of shit. But I need Vance's blood. I, I, I got Krungus. He's... He's pretty mad about it, but I think that's fine. Honestly, most people are pretty mad at me most of the time. You get used to it. Um, you know, just sometimes always feels like there's an eye on you, you know, like just a, a, an eye just on you all the time. You know what I mean? It's like a, a large eye that follows you, but um, you get used to it, right? And I'm used to it. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. I'm fine. So do I go in and get his blood or do one of you want to do it? Mina, you want, you want to see if you can punch him? Uh, Seth, do you want to see if you can do something? I mean, I can go in there and interrogate him. Piper uh, just growls. Uh, Seth, uh, should we sew that up? I think it's leaking. Seth, can you roll me uh, a streetwise at difficulty two? Where's my cursor gone? There we go. Streetwise. Difficulty two. Get those fucking red dice out of here. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) 
Behind you. Yes, that's right. This is Morgan Rolls, and I have a secret to share with you. Did you know that some of our inquisitorial band has been sent to us not from the inner workings of the Imperium, but from Patreon? It's true, only special $25 tier patrons can create their own NPCs that will join in the cast of select shows. So what are you waiting for? You can join us if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. That's right. Come join now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. If you think you have what it takes to survive in the grim darkness of the future. Three successes, one threat. Um, you realize an interesting fact in how you can move forward here, which is you have two advantages with Piper that you normally don't have. One, in the case of a governor risking assassination, bringing in a Psyker for interrogation would be expected, which means even if a cult was watching here, Psyker can, like, Piper can kind of use her powers in an unfettered way where they'll just go, that's an Imperial Psyker. So she's off the hook in terms of what you need to do here. And because you got the additional ones, uh, Piper could continue to use her disguise because if someone was trying to kill Rancid and Rancid can show up and speak fluently, that could be terrifying. There is an advantage in that. The threat is that that could also fail or if you walk you know, Rancid into a room where no one tried to kill Rancid, it won't have any effect. But there are those two things that you realize could contribute to the overall team's mission. Uh, yeah, and, and Seth will, will mention that to everyone and just say, uh, uh, we have in our midst a Psyka disguised as Rancid, albeit poorly disguised as Rancid. That being said, we were able to convince the second highest officer in the Navy that this was the governor. This could be of use for shock value or to shake loose, let's say, uh, our potential assailants. As well, there will be psycher activity in the area as there was a direct threat on the governor and the gubernatorial hopefuls. And so it will be expected that Psychas would be here for interrogation purposes, allowing you, Piper, to finally use your powers to your fullest ability without fear of reprisals. Now let me finish from these cultists that you are so afraid of. Now I understand Warden is not here to keep you in check should you succumb to the warp, but never you worry. I do believe that bomb in your head will suffice. <laughs> She's like, Piper is feeling really strained by this whole thing um, and having had to use her powers so much just to convince Vulcan. So she is like, I mean, she can barely talk, but yeah. I think she 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 will say it's like, sleep, sleep. I'm not saying you must, Piper. I'm not saying you must. I'm saying you can. And even your presence can have an effect on those we are seeking to get information from. 
uh, to, to make things a little bit easier for the party, I will say, Piper, when you're in a room with people who you know and who you are yeah. as familiar with as otherwise, I would say you can use a soft version of Psy speak with this party specifically. So if you okay. want to role play this conversation without having to be the oh, that's nice. talk person, <laughs> this is the situation where you can. So I don't have to suffer strain? No. <laughs> okay, because I'm like, suffer, as someone who suffers too strain every time I use a psyker ability, it's getting like, it's no, getting I, pretty strange strained up in here <laughs> yeah at this point no you do not suffer further strain for being in rancid body you're you paid that okay tax. you're just wheelchair bound now okay so i can have like a conversation kind of like in their in everyone's heads kind yes. of thing anytime okay. you're talking to anyone in your party you can speak normally oh that's fucking lovely okay thank you um um so i have piper says okay so um yes uh this, this seems like, yeah, that was like great and everything, but uh, this this is really shite and this has got to stop now. That I gotta get out of this body. I'm not I'm not gonna be able to like face anyone of like any type of strength if I don't like get the hell out of this and like start recovering. Cause like this has been like a real shite like three days. And I'm feeling I'm feeling stressed and you don't want a stressed psyker going up against anybody. All right. So, like, let's just like do what we got to do, like really quickly here. And like, I need to just reverse reverse all this. And have a good <laughs> long sleep. Very well. You heard the psyker. We'll all do what we've got to do. And he'll look at her pointedly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Get this over with. <laughs> Sister Mina, you haven't contributed yet. What are your thoughts? I think this is the point where the group would all look to you. Oh, yeah. Um, why Why is everyone looking at me? I Things went fine. I I am here to back up whoever needs backup. If you'd like me to punch someone, Nero. If you'd like me to stand beside you, Sathor. If you'd like me to take Piper home, I... I... <laughs> I don't... Whatever. Whatever needs doing. I'm just... I'm thankful we didn't have to kill that very nice man. Wait, sorry, which nice man didn't we kill? The, <laughs> the naval officer you passed in the hallway. Oh, hey. Oh, that's yes. good news. Yeah, all right. That's good. Good work, everyone. Gold stars all around. Certainly Hero, would not I have agree. liked that. I agree that this is about finding Homo Novus, and I agree that we do need those blood samples, and I think, I believe you are perfectly capable of both interrogating the survivors and getting those blood samples. What I want from the dead is information on perhaps if they are connected to Homo Novus in any way, if there is any evidence of, I was going to say alien, but that's not the term for 40K. Xenos? There's Xenos, Xenos which yeah. is, yeah, alien technology. If there's evidence of any connection to the Xenos, as they have been present on this world as well. Yeah, that's a that's a solid play there, Seth. Uh, hey, grab some blood from uh, from the corpses you find down there too. Um, I'm planning on running a bunch of samples when we get back to the uh, the Bolter Express. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, granted, we're still chasing. I think the idea of uh, exactly what Fabius Bile is capable of, but um, based on everything we know, uh, doesn't seem like a guy who's uh, who's just going to put it all on on one play. You know. The more I see down here, the more I'm starting to 
realize these things, these guys, they, they think more like me. And that's not great. It's real, it, you know, it's not great. Uh, if, if you're the paranoid guy and everyone around you thinks like you, it's bad. It's bad news. So I agree. We need Piper at her best. So let's, uh, let's get to this um, and see if we can get her out of the, uh, just like gesture broadly at like the, that um, as soon as we can. Uh, and then we can just burn that. We, we got to burn that in a barrel or something. I don't want, I never want to see that fucking thing again. Um, Mina emphatically is nodding. It's like, this is, uh, is semi heretical. It needs to be burned. <laughs> a mangled governor's body could come in handy to flush out certain interests in this scenario, but. Yeah, all right. Well, Seth, in that case, why don't we store it in your room? Because as I recall, during the raid, it was the only one that wasn't hit by any violence because of the mattresses in front of the door. So maybe we can just store it in there because it's. A oh, look, room. here we are again, like wasting time, just like blaming each other about inconsequential things. Let's get going. Do what we got to do. Get me out of this thing. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that's great, Piper. We'll do the plan that we just discussed. Well, you just helpfully said, get me out of this body. Get me out of this body. I want a nap. Sound good? I... You and I are going to have a talk one day so I can, like, understand what the hell you think when you say these things because I don't get it. Who's wasting time now? All right, let's get to it. Um, and you, I will... Uh, I'm going to go to Vance. <laughs> All right, I'm not attention. You, I'm on my way. <laughs> in, in plan summation, we've got... Uh, Nero is going to Vance. Seth, you are going to check out the bodies. Piper, if you want to do the most passive thing that can be done in terms Please. of engagement... Uh, you can go and um, you can go to Ignatius Ironforth and find out about the weapons because realistically Ignatius Ironforth is just going to be delivering a bunch of expositions so you don't have to like read anybody's mind. Cool. The character who has the most possibilities, who was not given specific instruction, the only thing she asked for <laughs> was Sister Olean Mina. <laughs> I just, just happened to me every, every other time. job <laughs> has been assigned to someone. So what do you wish to do, Sister Mina? <laughs> oh. All right, I, you know, it, it's like, it's like everyone went to do something and now she's just standing, holding the bag as usual. So I think, I guess what she's going to do is just go to like the main floor where all the people are being hauled and see who's still alive. Like if she's just being left to her own devices, I guess she's just going to go see who's around and see if the vicar's dead. See if any, who else, who else got like, I don't know. Just so you're, you're going to check the mingle. manifest to see who's <laughs> who's around. So in yeah. terms of people who are engaged uh, up here with the crimes, you've got the heads of the various households. So of those who are injured and not in cages or currently being interrogated, uh, Krungus, Lucia, Gazi, and Rancid are all in uh, various rooms. Mm -hmm. uh, is Rancid down stable as well? Sorry, I, I had Marcus, Bain, and Gazi stable. Is is Rancid, Rancid um, no one's given an update on his okay. status in any of the feeds at this point. Okay. So okay. you just don't know. Okay. Um, downstairs, there are two of the shooters still alive. Uh, there's one uh, in one interrogation room. His name has been revealed to be Politi Marcus. Uh, and he is uh, the shooter who had the shotgun who shot Gazzy. And then in the other interrogation room, there's a woman named Karn Bain. Uh, who is uh, the shooter who shot uh, Lucia Bain in the shoulder. 
Oh, interesting. Downstairs, you can see a casualty list come in for the six people who were blown up by uh, Trunch and Cranius while firing a grenade launcher into the crowd to hit the shooter. Uh, Trunch, and then, honestly, none of them mattered. You look at them, and it's just like a rattling off of a couple of low-level names. Uh, Mikhail Modano, Aaron Irongate, Tamirius Tremblor, Torn Magal, Jimmy Proton, and weirdly enough, someone who had their name legally changed to Bing Du. Uh, you can flip through their histories. They're nobodies. They're all <laughs> low-level workers uh, around around the hive, but they they aren't really driving anything that way. So they each have a nine-book series in the Black Library, though. Uh, it got really out of hand for a while in the early two thousands. Yep, gotta love Bing Du's book. Um, <laughs> but no, so they, there's no one kind of socially you'd go spend time with. They're all under captivity anyway. So it's really just: is there anyone you want to either talk to or interrogate of? The high-level survivors. Well, I think, yeah, I think that, the, yeah, she's not going to be useful doing that. I think once she does that, maybe she will just try to back up Nero or like be, uh, like she's not going to interrogate, but maybe if she just stands like it backs him up, that's what she's going to do after looking. Great, at that. I think that I think that makes sense, and we'll say because that makes it efficient. Nero can also you you two as a tag team can also hit a second target as well. So cool. you're going to Vance first. Uh, we'll go there first just because we're going to come back to another interrogation. Um, it's a simple cell. It's a it's a hallway of traditional cell doors with uh, side doors next to them. So the cell doors themselves are steel and scary. The side doors next to each of the cells are uh, high quality wood which again would be very rare on a world that's being terraformed, but everything is spent in here. You can see some of them are open. Enforcers are occasionally walking in and out or using those kind of as break rooms. Uh, they are clearly the behind the clear glass. If you wanted to observe an interrogation, you could do that in those environments pretty safely. Uh, Vance's pacing in the room at the very end of the hall. It's been marked on your slate uh, to your left as you go down. Uh, if you glance through the glass, you can see it's just him pacing the room. His size, again, is doubly emphasized in this small interrogation room cell it's clearly designed for the average citizen whereas vance is a foot and a half taller way broader think more space marine out of armor in size uh due to the way that he's been adjusted at the same time there's something a little bit absurdist and strange he's still wearing a speedo and hmm. the flowing somehow tight but also kind of see-through uh tuxedo outfits reveal that he has no weapons on him uh, how do you want to play this um, I'll turn to uh, Sister Mina and say, um, "This is uh, this is one of those um, no real margin for error kind of situations." I think you know, so he's an awfully big guy, and though I feel like you could take him, I think it would be a close, pretty close fight. So let's. It's more for me than you, but let's let's try and keep uh, keep our heads in there, okay? Yes, I have the utmost faith in you, sir. But if you'd like to give me a word that uh, if you say I can commence with violence, otherwise I will back you up. Um, you know, uh, Sister Mina, I, I, I trust you. Um, but uh, yeah, if I give the, uh, you know, the standard, uh, well, we'll have to summarize it a little bit. We don't have time for the full thing, but you know, uh, you and I share share an understanding. I think uh, about certain things. So, uh, when I mention Lupercal, you you go okay. I can't yell my our full catchphrase that you and I love equally about it. But uh, you know, when, when I mention Emperor's favorite son, we move. All right, let's go. 
Um, and I will uh, just fully like Kramer my way in there, uh, good good cop style, and say, uh, "Lord Vance, hi, Nero Abagnale. It is a pleasure to finally make your acquaintance." Roberto Vance is standing at the opposite side of the steel table that's bolted to the floor. Mm-hmm. There are two chairs on either side and a hanging lamp over a head uh, with a skull servo skull on the top of it that is aiming its camera towards Roberto Vance, clearly designed with a laser feed to just track where he is. Uh, the, the slightly unsettling nature of this is that the lamp only catches from almost the, the nape of his neck down on Vance, standing at the opposite side of the table. The chairs are the other way around. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing in here, but I didn't do fucking anything. So it's nice to meet you too, but I'd like to leave because apparently there's assassins in this fucking building. Yeah, uh... Lord Vance, I understand that. Uh, I mean, look, I have to walk around with protection because I'm not a big fellow like you. So uh, trust me, I, I fully appreciate where you're coming from. And, you know, truth be told, this is whole thing's a tremendous embarrassment to the Inquisition, let alone, uh, you know, the gubernatorial race and, and everything else. So rest assured, I want to get you out of here as soon as I can, too. You're a busy man. You've got a house to run. I understand that. Um, but uh, you got to understand, uh, your 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 compatriots uh i won't say your equals because you know i i respect you and i understand your station here a lot of them got hurt today and uh, and you didn't sir now uh, we can chalk that up to any number of things and i i get that you know so i, I get didn't the- run this event this was run by the governor he's got yeah. his own guards everyone got shot on his watch including him and they're blaming me it's not my fault i have good professionals around me hey look again and i'll just like point at mina again being like i agree you know, good professionals around you, that's that's the most important thing in this world. People you can trust. I get that. That's why I'm going to try and get you out of here as fast as I can. But you, you need to understand, i got to ask these questions. You know, this this little piece of metal, and I'll pull out, just as you do, the rosette, um, and just hang it around my neck and say, you know, it's uh, it's actually, it's it's lighter than you'd think, but it comes with some weight, you know? And as a result, i got to make sure things are uh, are level here, that things are on the level. you got to understand that you're a man of business, right? I will, I will participate with the Inquisition in every way I am legally required. You know, I appreciate that little caveat you put on the end there. That's uh, that's a good one. <laughs> I'll turn to me and I'm like, I don't know if we don't hear that one very often. I, I like that one. Um, all right, well, I'll tell you what, uh, Lord Vance, I'll make this real simple. Um, you give us a sample of your blood uh, so that we can cross-check it against any other evidence we collect. And... Uh, I'll tell you what, I'd be happy to let you go right now. I'm uninjured. Why do you need my blood? As I told you, you're uninjured. Lots of other folks are. And uh, you may have noticed, uh, and I'll I'll lean in a little conspiratorially, not too close, because I know he could, like, squish my head like a melon, um, and uh, just say, uh, the only other uh, Inquisition presence on this planet here, I mean, you've seen that guy. I don't trust his records. I don't trust his methods. So I'm asking you to trust my methods. You know, I just, I need to create a genetic database so that when we're cross-checking against uh, other permutations uh, or checking against the evidence collected, I just got to, honestly, I need this to clear you. So as you said, you're happy to participate with uh, the Inquisition for anything you're legally obliged to do. I'm telling you as the Inquisition, I need your blood. And I would love to give it to you. Uh, Vance says, leaning down, you can see his black hair, his pale skin, his his goggles that are nearing sunglasses. And he says, 
but I'm afraid I can't because my blood is involved in the next event in a gubernatorial race, which has been exempted from inquisitorial investigation. Oh, that's uh, those are some strong words from uh, from an innocent man. There, uh, Bob. Can I call you Bob? Bob, listen. Um, <laughs> you may think this gubernatorial race matters, and I know that you prom loving motherfuckers down here just really seem to to get off on that. But I gotta tell you, <laughs> you help the crusade. You really do, and you know all the ships that are up there. They prove it. No one's above the emperor, sir. So I tell you what, I will recuse myself from the next event. If you give me your blood, I guarantee you it will not be used by my team. It will not be used by uh, a Cologne house at all. But I am telling you as a representative of the big guy that I'm going to need that fucking blood. All right, let's roll now. This is yeah, fun. Baby. Um, we've given you a special interrogation skill, so sure we'll have. use that here. There's no Thank question you. that that's what's being used. Um, but you are up against a hefty fella. Um, so you're attempting to influence him, which means uh, you will suffer one strain automatically just for the attempt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Mina, mm -hmm. I'm imagining, uh, are your weapons out? What are you doing over Nero's shoulder as he's gesturing to you? She's definitely just, she's doing like the bad cop thing and looming as much as she can and looking very serious business, like mad dogging eye, like, like, but I'm just not saying anything, just being very stoic and cranky. Can you roll me an, a coercion against difficulty, uh, three red, one purple. Okay. I mean, I can. It probably won't do anything. Just a straight. This okay. Yep, that's it. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not going to waste a story point on this because it's not. There's no it's hope. Bleak. There's no also, hope for this role. You don't have one. Oh great. Uh, oh, do you know what? I'll use one. I'll give one back to whoever's next. Okay, but I'm going to use one. Go. So so make that purple also a red. So this is a two green four red roll. Yep. Let's see what happens. Okay. <laughs> oh, I got one failure, three threats, one despair. So whatever what? was supposed to go on, she did poorly at it. Great. Um, <laughs> Nero, let's do your role as well, because I'd like to know what happens there. Great. That uh, doesn't mean necessarily that you fail. It just means that she has spectacularly have failed you. to intimidate uh Roberto Vance. Yeah, I got that. Um, all right, so we're using uh, you're, you've got using your interrogation. interrogation. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, oh. you are going up against uh, one red, three purple. This is going to yep. be the difficulty. Uh, I'm going to give you a boost for the rosette and another boost for the fact that he is being held prisoner here and you do have the Arbites backing, so there's no question that you've got the advantage in this environment. I also admittedly, uh, and I mean, maybe this is an additional boost, maybe it just folds into that one, but I also legitimately will set him free. Like, I'm not bluffing at all in this. Uh, yeah, put another boost on that. I think yeah. I think that will read, that will read true. Cool. Um, all right, I'm going to spend that story point to jack this up a little bit. <laughs> 
Um, I'll, I'll, I'll spend one as well because I yep. think this is like a high stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. What's our story point situation at now? You have one. I have four. Okay. Now yes. we have. Oh yes, you, now I, we have one. So yes. Still, because yeah, 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 yeah. Counters out. Um, in terms of my additional shit here, um, so yeah, clever retorts against his actions, not to boost mine. So that's fine. So that doesn't help. Um, but da, 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 what does it normally I, give you, Tom? Uh, so, uh, clever retort once per social encounter, I can use it to add two threat to an opponent's role by saying something cruel, clever, or distracting. All right, I will say, uh, add another two boost to your role because I think your offering of sitting out the next game is actually pretty goddamn clever. Right. Um, okay, I'll take that. Uh, great. Okay, so, um, for those of you uh, keeping track at home or playing the home game along with us. <laughs> Uh, if you've just decided to do that for the first time, because I don't know, you're having a night. Uh, we've got um, three yellow, two purple, two red, five boost. Okay. Let's see what happens. Yeah, man. Okay. Um, so uh, because I need a clever retort for this, uh, I'll just smile genially and say, uh, and remember, Bob, everyone bleeds to the emperor one way or another. Uh, and I pull, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Two success, two triumph, one despair. <laughs> cool. <laughs> ah, Roberto, Roberto Vance gives you a nod. And then he moves faster than you'd ever thought possible and slams one of his giant feet into Mina's chest <laughs> and hammers her back against the door. Uh, and she just slides down in a in a mess. Uh, Mina, I'm going to say that you mm -hmm. take uh, five points of damage that okay. are unavoidable and unsoakable. It is okay. just, no armor helps you hit a wall yeah. that hard. Yeah. That's uh, fine. And Vance is looking at you, Nero, from a foot away and says, I don't like being threatened, but I do like making a deal. So, that your blood, stay out of the game. This will be fine. So, clearly this was just posturing for Mina. And to show you can't muscle him, mm -hmm. but you are going to get exactly what you want. He offers his forearm and he reaches, he's, uh, where, do, where do you want it? Uh, you know what, dealer's choice. All right, fuck it. Uh, and he'll just, uses his his own sharpened nails to, to slash his arm. And he just puts a pool of blood on the table in the middle of the room. And he's like, all right, are we done? Can I go? Um, and I'll... Um... I'll just look at him for for a second as he bleeds um and uh just uh as i'm giving him just the the, the sort of straight glare say uh you know sister mina's a really nice lady i think you owe her an apology on your way out I thought you and then i'll go and open the door he can leave this is literally just me. Like I'm, I'm good on my word, but I, you know, I think he he deserves. <laughs> this is my way. This is my dick measuring contest move on his way out the door. <laughs> yeah, uh, Roberto Vance turns and walks towards the door, then stops in front of the space and looks down at Mina and he says, "I think you deserve a better boss. You know, I'm available at this number." Uh, and he just drops a card with his own uh, Voxcaster code on it. And he walks out, which I guess is the apology you're getting. Uh, yeah, fine. And Vance has gone free. However, oh. because of your injuries, Mina, 
you need to be looked after. So the question is, do you and Nero go to a Medicaid to try to get yourself fixed up from this damage? Or do you try to interrogate another target? Mina's going to just kind of cough and stand up and brush herself off. She's like, ah. but she's going to try to stand up straight. She's like, very nice work, sir. Um, Good job. And I'll scoop the, bl- <laughs> scoop the blood up into the gauntlet. Um, yep. And then I'm going to like get in under Mina, um, under her arm. Uh, it's funny because it's a little guy trying to carry like a larger person, which is always <laughs> funny. Um, but I'll just uh, smile at her and like hold up the gauntlet and I'll be like, sister of blood indeed. Let's go get you patched up. We need you in fight and form. Sir, uh, don't you have any more work to do? I, I yeah. don't wish to take you away from further interrogations considering... And I'll just smile at her and be like, I do have more work to do. It's the Emperor's work. Now, come on. And I'll pat her on the side of the face, just like chummily, like a, just a little bop, bop, and say, uh, let's go get you patched up. She's she's so embarrassed by this, but she's just going to quietly let him walk her away. <laughs> so you both uh, travel upstairs to the Medicaid suites uh, to see what you can find. Meanwhile, Seth. Ryan, I have a quick question. What, is, what does House Vance specialize in? What work do they do? How's that? So they're they're all Promethium mining yeah. is their specialty. Uh, so that's yeah, they okay. specialize traditionally in some of the deeper stuff and the underground work is more Just where they specialize. The the Roberto Vance, Bob Vance. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean Am I the only it, one who didn't who didn't see Bob Vance? It took me a few Before episodes, this, but I got there. I've been sitting I, on it since the day came out. I was just waiting for the moment. I did not until you said Bob. I did not clock Bob Vance. I mean, so. they all have a number of smaller <laughs> industries, and if you were to look into the particular properties that Roberto owns, we could get specific. But all I'm saying is, he's left, and they're going to the Medicaid. Okay. Meanwhile, Seth, while this was all occurring, uh, you traveled down to a refrigeration unit uh, where you uh, enter inside. <laughs> And find three, uh, well, two and a half bodies are currently on tables inside this space. Uh, It's large. It's nearly 15 meters by 15 meters. This is a huge room with three meters uh, to the roof. Uh, It is lined wall to wall with frozen foodstuffs that you would recognize as being incredibly rare, valuable, shipped in from off world. You'd probably find it criminal that a number of these had been frozen at all, because if you're going to order something that expensive, it should be cooked fresh. But clearly a bunch of stuff has been brought out of this room to make room for the three tables that have been laid in the center. They're all steel slabs. Next to each is a a silver bowl sitting in a metal standee. And you can see that the personal effects of each of the dead people have been taken out and kind of off of them. Personal effects pocket gear are set in the bowls. The clothes have been stripped but are laid out underneath the tables. So if you wanted to go through, uh, if they're clothing, you thought there'd be clues, it's there. And the bodies have been laid out on the tables. Uh, You can see three, as we said, two and a half bodies. Uh, One is from uh, the shooter for Rancid. Another is the one who shot uh, Krungus. And the third, who is mainly goo and a couple of fractures of bone, uh, was the one who was grenaded, the fifth shooter uh, of this entire event. Invictus is puttering between the bodies. He's got a data slate in his hands, uh, and he offers one to you and just says, I've been doing preliminary research into these corpses. What do you wish to know? Ugh, I didn't know you would be down here. I'm the expert on this world's record, so it's me or it's no one. What have you found... <laughs> on these assailants so far. Interesting. Yes, of course, that's what you would want to know. 
Uh, can you roll me? Uh, let's do. What's a, what's a good stat for you, my friend? I'm not going to lie. You're also using Invictus. Uh, cunning is a good stat for me. I was thinking kind of ahead being like, who should look at the dead bodies? And I was like, perception is cunning. So I thought it might be me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Let's, uh, let's roll a perception then. Um, okay. it would be I'm perception. Say, There's no investigation or anything. Is there? Uh, not oh, really? in this no? system. Okay. Uh, that's why we gave Nero interrogation. We made it up and we're like, this right. is a skill he should have that does not exist. Um, so let's say difficulty three. Uh, it's not the most difficult thing in the world. Uh, I will give you a boost because Invictus does know the system and has access to most of the information. Uh, mm-hmm. I will give you a second boost because you would theoretically be able to pull up House Cologne's additional information about these people uh, because you have access to sources that you can kind of cross-check in ways that otherwise might not be possible. Uh, and I will add one setback because undoubtedly there are going to be things in these people's past that has either been hidden or disguised by whoever sent them. Okay. Uh, I also get plus two boost of perception with my integrated aspects. Um, oh, would that apply here? That would not apply. Oh, no. well, integrated. Let me double check what you can learn. Uh, yes, that would, do you know what? I will say that would apply here because that means you have a better aspect setup than Invictus does. So you might be able to find more clues physically on the bodies you're reviewing. Yeah. I would like thinking in terms of, like the limited information we have on like homo novus, I'm looking for like even stuff like subdermally or like mm-hmm. tattoos, scarring, markings like on their bodies. Like I would like inspect the clothes and stuff like that, but then we would also just like cut that shit off and like I would, yeah, I would look at their their naked corpses to to really find. Yeah, you're out used any to the cult of, stuff. That's yeah. definitely in the room. Yeah, I would say yes. Add the boost for that then. Okay. Okay. Then I have my dice pool. I will use a story point to make it a little harder for you. Okay. Uh, I will not, um, we're still coming out ahead here. So I'm going to hope that the dice fall in my favor. Okay. And they did two successes, four advantages and a triumph. All right. You're going to find out a bunch of stuff. So get my pen ready (laughs) (laughs) from the beginning of what you know. Uh, yeah. So let me walk you through what we know about these, these corpses. So this here, and he gestures to uh, uh, what looks like just a very, very tanned male body laying on his lap. He says, this, this was the person who shot Rancid from above. Now, interestingly enough, they may appear to be tanned, but if you look closer uh, and you take out your auspects uh, and then give them a scan, and you can actually see that the radiation levels are really high on their skin, uh, specifically in the bands that would trigger tanning. And he's like this is what's known as a speed tan. It's a way to stay beautiful if you're incredibly wealthy or die incredibly young if you're poor. But this, I check the DNA, and is known as Theodosius Craze, a character who had no house affiliation. Also, it seemed, for think of the speed tan, who would need to disguise themselves to appear tanned? Why a member of House Vance? Exactly, exactly. Uh, you run the... The details, uh, and you can see that that's that checks out. I'm yeah. I'm thinking someone who has spent their entire life underground, right? And then yeah, being made to appear that they don't do that, that they haven't lived underground. Yes. Okay. Um, so that that's what you find uh, from from the first body. He's kind of giving you a walkthrough first, and then there may be more you can find it afterwards. Okay. Uh, the second body, he walks you over and says, "Yeah, so this is a woman who shot Krungus Marcus." Now. 
Interestingly, her name is Gwendolyn Marcus. Uh, she's a very muscled woman, very much what you would see as the stereotypical kind of Marcus figure. Just a lot of piercings in the face, kind of neck, even the the arms. Very showy, very power liftery, um, very dead. Mm. Uh, but interestingly enough, she was formerly of House Vance. And switched over to House Marcus. How suspicious, how suspicious. One could say highly suspicious. And then there is this figure. And he just points to the couple of bones in a pile of goo. I don't know who they are. <laughs> I ran the DNA, though, and there is no trace whatsoever. There's, um, sorry, I'll ask this in character. There is no record for this DNA, is that what you're telling me? Yes, which is incredibly upsetting because the people on this world are all gene-traced. It is strange to have someone who is unaffected and unlinked with anything. Very interesting. Perhaps if you compare it with the records you've gained from House Cologne, we can discover more. Yes, the interrogator would be uh, quite keen to learn of this, sir. Uh, you've collected samples, yes? Yes, yes. But, you but, provide but, those samples to interrogate a Nero. Of, of course, of course. But but can you double-check the work before we do so? I'm so excited by good investigations. Oh, fine. And I'll like to take his right. data slate or something. <laughs> so you will get to compare it to uh, the Cologne databases. So because... I've already given you a lot, but you did get that triumph, which is pretty sexy. So this is going to be a straight four plus. I want a D6. On a four, five, or six, you will find something else out based on the Cologne database. On a one to three, you will not. So first, it's the work into Theodosius Craze. Uh, so the roll for that was a two. Nope. It nope. checks out just that that all you can find is the history that's been given. Clearly, this is someone of House Vance uh, who has now been listed as unaffiliated, but they were trying to hide that they were from House Vance. Uh, then for Wendelin Marcus. A three. We're getting closer. <laughs> <laughs> getting closer to figuring this caper out. <laughs> yep. Nope. All the information checks out. There's no more secrets. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, you don't have any DNA information on the last one, but uh, roll for that as well. Ah, a one. So we filled out the bottom half, but... <laughs> Invictus's work is incredibly convincing. Uh, as far as you can it. tell, uh, both of these uh, assassins have clear links to House Vance. Uh the one who shot Krungus was formerly of House Vance, Leko recently, which feels like that could be obviously a you're fired to go do this job. Um, you don't know the third figure, and for the first one, they are trying to actively trying to hide the fact that they are from House Vance. Okay, that is what you have learned. Meanwhile, uh, Piper. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Was I was going to act out the last bit, just more derision towards Invictus. Or just like I toss the data slate back and be like, "Yes, it all checks out. Thank you, Invictus." I try to get out of there and away from him as quickly as possible. Ah, I see. I see. I'm a genius. You agree? We are close friends, you and I. Close friends. Forever. We are not friends. Do not tell people we are friends. I've already <laughs> sent the message. Yeah. Uh, you you feel a ping, uh, and he has sent you your own Inquisition agent file, and it now includes cl close personal friend of, of 
<laughs> Inquisitorius prefect. Confidants is just Invictus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. He's so delightful and so icky. Yeah. Uh, Piper. One of the enforcers is assigned to roll you around. Uh, and you get uh, wheelchaired down to a room uh, where you find... Ignatius Ironforth puttering around. It's right next to the freezer, so you it takes you a little longer to get there. <laughs> you see yeah. Seth getting walking out yelling, I'm not your friend, into the <laughs> freezer uh, as you finally Pi- arrive. Piper uh, approves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Ignatius is standing. It's it's a outdoor storage room. A lot of the stuff that was in the freezer is out surrounding it, but you've got Ignatius Ironforth with a large table. He has two servitors, and a number of his mechadendrites are, are scanning equipment on the table. Uh, you can see a number of weapons and he's like, oh, it's, I'm glad you made it. It's time for me to teach you about these guns, eh? Uh, can I speak to him too? Or am I am I just... Uh, he has a fully <laughs> functioning... <laughs> no, he has a fully functioning brain pattern. So I think you would be able to. Also, he understands that you are a psyker and would not actually yeah. have any fear of it. So you would have pretty easy <laughs> access he's, to his mind. He's been, he's been all up in there. <laughs> yeah. You're looking good. I'm glad you're not dead. Yeah, me too. Let's let's uh, let's get this over with so we can like proceed with like the things that are like more pertinent to me personally. So let's do the Inquisition stuff now and then right on Fair out of here. Fair enough. So let me walk you through these weapons. This is kind of interesting. They came from different shooters, uh, but there are a couple of different qualities, which is surprising, you know, because usually people like guns that are kind of simple. Ha 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 ha. Because people are kind of simple. Ha 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 ha. Okay, let's get into this. So... <laughs> This uh, this first gun here came uh, came up from uh, in the rafters. It was one of the two shooters who was up there, uh, and it, it is finely made. Uh, and he picks it up and he shows it to you, and it is looking like top of the line mechanicus mm. tech. He's like very very impressive. So this is uh, a coil gun. I don't know if you've heard about these, but but very good stuff. This is cutting edge mechanicus tech. I they don't even put these out there. I don't know who got it. I don't know how, but it is very impressive. And it would be, I would say, whisper quiet, but whispers make sounds, and this baby's making nothing. Ha 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 ha! Uh, and he just puts Wait, it back so on the table. Like it belongs to like just the mechanicus. Like you're saying that someone has gotten this either from a direct connection in the mechanicus, or like stolen it. Correct. Right. I don't think you could actually steal one of these without us knowing. So someone probably made a deal to get either one or a shipment of these things. And that's pretty spooky. <laughs> then we got these two guns. Uh, these two, and he, he holds them out to you. They're like that, but worse. Uh, and he shows you two weapons <laughs> that appear to be jury rigged. You can see obvious um, soldering marks on them. Mm. The energy packages around the bar- barrel are different. Uh, you can see copper wiring around magnets lining the edge of the barrel. And he's like, these are also coil guns, but it looks like these got put together real quick and not so good. This is not mm. something any mechanicus would do. This is this is real eh, fecally, uh, as one might say, real, real fecally. Ha, ha, ha. That's a joke. You get that, right? Yep. What's the next one? Okay, so there, there's those two. Uh, then there's this shotgun, which is interesting because it definitely comes from uh, House Marcus. Uh, it's got the stamp you can see from their own internal setup. So that's the one that shot Gazzy. Uh, and then Wait. there's this. House. All right. House Marcus, yeah. And then there's this, which is uh, an auto gun. And he holds it. This is from the guy who got exploded. Uh, it's untraceable. 
I don't know where it came from. I've ran spectrometry. I've checked the other metals. I cannot track this back to a forge. I cannot track this back to a house. And there are no filing numbers. This thing was made to not be remembered. I don't know who it's from. It was loaded with dum-dum bullets, which means it is designed to kill people in tuxedos, even if they're really strong. Okay, so we've got a smattering of, like, different weapons of varying quality and varying origins. And the only thing we know... All right, so House Marcus... I mean, like... I mean, are there any, like, I don't know, fingerprints? Like, gene shit? Like, I don't know. We got trace blood on these guns or something? Well, just a second. Uh, and you just hear, you hear a ding, like a toaster going. And he's like, <laughs> ah, I sent it to Invictus. Yeah, these match the bodies. These were carried by the people who are dead or alive. All right, so how is this useful? You're welcome! Uh, and you realize that it will be up to you to solve this information before you can take it to the rest of the group. Uh, can you roll oh, great. me... It would have to be uh, intelligence-based. Sure. Or cunning-based, whichever you would prefer. What skill do you think? Intelligence, I think. Um, yeah, what skill do you think would represent her ability to put this together? Um, geez, uh, I'd probably be a tech use. Yeah, I, I, yeah, let's go I, for it. I, I would your think. to keep track of the technology. Yeah, I'd agree with I that. I think so. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so what am I rolling? Uh, roll that difficulty three. Okay. I will give oh, you a boost because the info is good and a setback because you're not an expert in this kind of deduction. Yeah, no, that's fair. <sighs> Tech use, intellect. Okay. Um, all right, I guess let's just do it. <laughs> let's see what happens. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. One advantage, one triumph, one failure. I'm just going to ignore the failure because the triumph for me overwhelms a single failure pretty dramatically. Yeah. The advantage will cool. also help with the failure. So uh, what I will do, because this also is not super complicated, uh, you would guess that these guns have come from four different sources, which doesn't entirely surprise you, but it's interesting the way you can group them if you look at the timeline of events, which you've had described to you. And I think that's why you can put this together is because you weren't in the room with the shooting. You heard yeah. the description of recreation, which is clearly the, the finely made coil gun Mm -hmm. is the gun that shot um, Rancid. You okay. know that that's, that's a very solid, kind of solitary thing. That's high, high source. Yeah. There are two kind of shittier coil guns. Um, those likely came from the same source. They appear to be made from the same tools. They seem to have the same kind of inherent flaws. Yeah. Uh, one of them was used by the shooter, and you know this because you ran the DNA to link weapons yeah. to people, so you could see that. Uh, one of them was from was used to shoot Lucia Bane and the other was used to shoot Krungus Marcus. Okay. So you would guess there's a link between those shooters. Yeah. Then there's the Marcus shotgun, which is its own big question mark. Yeah. Because as you can see, someone from House Marcus shot a Marcus shotgun 
at a head of state in a dinner, which is fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, and the untraceable auto gun, you don't know anything about that. And that is a weird question mark unto itself. So that stands out as a just, was this somebody's ace in the hole? Is this something shady or yeah. is that something separate? You don't know. Okay. And that is where you all find yourself after having gone to the Medicaid where you will receive two points of healing, Mina, because this is a very, very good house for immediate first aid. Uh, you all find yourself back together. What do you know? A lot. How much of it adds together really simply? None. And you're <laughs> running out of time before you can catch the person trying to kill the governor of the system, which could destabilize everything before you even get to Homo Novus. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter as Interrogator Nero Abignale, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Piper Fairley, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Seth Corbin, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter as Sister Rolian Mina, and our game master Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Lord Abradovic, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey, Dad. I've got a question for you, and it makes me really frustrated. Mikey, the stars are wrong. We jumped two and a half times farther than we were supposed He's to. He's not a robot, right? He's an AI. They used you, yes, but they used me worse. I want to go home. How many minutes are in a while? Ask Your Father is available anywhere you get podcasts. Find out more at gideonmedia.com.